feel like everybody's right and everybody's wrong. 100%. Why is this important? Why are we even going here? He's helped a lot of guys. He's also not had success with a lot of guys. Come in with a purpose, and they're very intentional with what they do and how they do it. From the majors to the sandlot, baseball and softball share space in one place. Welcome to the farm system. People liking to move a certain way because this is the type of athlete that they are and then training them to just do that more versus training them to move a way that we view or a lot of people would view um, is more beneficial to get results rather than just yep. how they like to move. Um, you know, we've had a lot of high school kids in particular um, hey, you know, this is the type of athlete you are, so why train to do anything different? Why mm -hmm. do this, right? And so, like, for example, um, you know, hey, you like to spin, so let's just double down on that. Let's just make you better at spinning, right? And then, yeah. you know, uh, okay, cool, sure, you like to spin, but can we train you to spin less because that's going to get you better results in game? Um, yeah. You know, a production in game, in game production, rather than, okay, sure, maybe you can hit some balls harder in the cage if you just spin a little bit harder. But when, you know, you're mixing speeds, locations, the game's nine on one, you have to hit it in between two foul lines. Like, does that really get yeah. more production? Um, and so that topic kind of come up, um, and we've been talking about it quite a bit. So Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I think there's some foundational uh, things that are really important along with it. Like, so you have things like, you know, you have perspectives like uh, motor preference. You also got... Uh, you know, looking at like Greg Rose and those guys have been talking about this for years about like, you know, asking a player to do something that they physically can't do within mm -hmm. the moment and how frustrating that could be as a coach. Absolutely. Like, okay, mm -hmm. you get all those things. So like, can I want to, you know, break into those, how those things are also different comparatively to people's perceptions of what that stuff actually means. Mm -hmm. And then also on top of that as well. Um, and also too, like, first off, uh, me and Greg Rose, like good friends. I disagree with them on stuff. Me and Matt Swope, Great, you know, good friends. Me and him disagree on stuff. We also, me and Greg Rose agree on a lot of things, right? Like me and that's what agree on a large portion of things, right? And also too, along with that, right? If we're all in the same cage working with the same hitter and like we're seeing the results along with it, like both those guys are also uh, big learners and also just the, you know, lifelong learners. But also I was going to say this as well, like um, this isn't like Matt Swope's thing, right? Like there's, you know, he's got a whole bunch of guys like behind him that are like skill acquisition, um, you know, bio, a biomechanist that also know, you know, again, uh, guys have backgrounds in anatomy and like that's their lives too. So there's, it's not, you know, one person's thing or another. Same thing with Greg, like he's had a lot of people pour into him. But I think the the big thing that um, is there's a big difference, right? Because there's, th look, here's the thing. We love, as individuals, we love to be told and affirmed that what we we could just want to do more of what we want to do, mm -hmm. right? I mean, it doesn't matter if it's, you know, again, I would love to eat ice cream and I would love to be able to, you know, snack late at night and do all mm -hmm. those other things and like, you know, wake up with a six pack. Like, mm -hmm. you know, again, like that would be awesome, right? Um, but also at the same time, like that's just not how it works, right? Mm -hmm. And then also to the same exact way, like when we look at that for, you know, across the board, when I was in high school, I, I look people forget this like it's like I feel like people forget what it was like being in high school when I was in high school and I was hitting batting practice all I wanted to do was hit home runs mm -hmm. the whole time if I could spin and hit home runs the whole time mm -hmm. I would do it mm -hmm. like I would love to do that right I needed a coach right shout out to coach Norris right <laughs> shout out to my boy right I needed a coach to tell me hey dude you're 125 pounds right 
five foot, like six at the time, right? Like you're five foot six, 125 pounds. Like maybe stop trying to spin on balls and try to hit homers because that's not going to be your game and you're not going to be very successful right now in your career with those current, you know, those current things. There is global standards that the game has or requirements that the game has. Like again, great. You can even hit the ball harder, faster, all these other things. Bat speeds are higher, all these things. But again, you're hitting ground balls, right? Mm -hmm. You're popping up more, even though it makes you move faster, even though that, Mm -hmm. again, like you process things faster just because, you know, again, all all of those things or even too, I would love to tell you, right? Like we talked about this, me and uh, Greg have talked about this and like we've kind of gone back in some different ways. What Greg is saying is like, okay, let's say we're in a session, right? And a coach is sitting there cueing a player to do something within their hip, right? And let's say they're just purely just a typical hitting coach that doesn't do any prep work, that doesn't do any tissue work, that doesn't understand biomechanics, that doesn't understand kinesiology, that doesn't understand skill acquisition, that doesn't understand all these things. Just a, a coach that literally is just like, look, I played when I, when I, I played and then now I'm coaching. And again, along with that, I'm trying to get this player to do this move. Okay. What Greg is saying is like, if their body physically can't pick up, like say, let's we're in the, we're in the weight room. They physically can't pick up 400 pounds right now. They can't deadlift 400 pounds. He's saying you're not going to be able to cue them into picking up 400 pounds right now because their tissue and their, again, CNS and all those other things, they're not trained to be able to do that. So you're going to get really frustrated as a coach and the player is going to get really frustrated because you have a skill coach that is trying to give you something that your body physically can't do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Whole nother thing. Now, Greg is what me and Greg Goss talked about, and obviously he's a big you know member of, of not only their assessments that they take, um, but there's ways of fixing those deficiencies. We can train the body and get stronger, faster, mm-hmm. you know, more you know, flexible or more mobile, more, you know, all these things. Like we can we can train certain fascial slings, you know, and try to isolate them a little bit more or target them a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, we can do things like, again, like the tissue doesn't have free will. I know it sometimes it can feel like, man, my hip's always going to be like this. Man, my back's always going to hurt. Man, this is always going to happen. Man, I'm always going to have this problem mm-hmm. in my swing, right? But it's like they can be fixed. Like the body doesn't have free will. Like mm-hmm. the tissue, if you stretch it, it's going to get longer, right? If you contract it all the time, it's going to get shorter. Like it's like, you know, again, like the, the tissue is going to do it's going to respond to the demand that you're placing upon Mm -hmm. uh the body um now there's obviously at a spectrum of like how far that can actually go based on a lot of genetic factors and like also um you know the type of training you're doing and how good the coaching is and like all all of those things right like all go together um but again also moving that into like like moving preference stuff right yes like um and i think there's a big difference the same thing i think me and swope are well aligned with the thought of guys not spinning off the ball Mm -hmm. now some guys need to rotate more than other guys Mm -hmm. for sure right like some guys are going to have more t-spine more uh, laxity in their body they're going to have more range of motion in their pelvis they're going to have more of these other things where they're going to have to have bigger moves they're Mm -hmm. like for example it's always been known like some guys are going to be like more and it sounds bad now because he's not the greatest let's pick somebody else let's say like Mookie Betts instead I usually say Josh Donaldson but Mm -hmm. he's not playing great (laughs) so like let's say let's say Mookie Betts right some guys are more have more um laxity across their body right and also too they're going to need more stretch counter rotation all these other Mm -hmm. things uh because they have uh, from a tissue standpoint they're you know they're much more or connective tissue standpoint they're much more uh there's more slack in the in the slings great but then you also have guys like Trout, you know, guys like Bregman, guys like um, 
I'm trying to think of a whole bunch of tight guys off the top of my head, right? Goldsmith, like, you know, like all, all of these guys, right, that are really tight that are not going to be able to do moves like Mookie Betts. And if they mm-hmm. try to do moves like Mookie Betts or even too, like, you know, like even Freddie Freeman, for example, like they talked about that the other day, like Freddie Freeman and Mookie were sitting next to each other. And it's like, how much you guys talk about hitting? And then in, they're like, well, they actually kind of more talk about global topics of like what the guy's throwing and approaches mm-hmm. and all these other things because they hit very different. One's a lefty, one's a righty, one's really tight. One's really loose. Mm-hmm. One's really athletic. One's not so athletic. Mm-hmm. One's, you know, like they have different ways of how they actually go about hitting. One's really vertical, right? The other one tends to be, you know, like Mookie's a little bit of both. But like, you know, again, more than often it's like, you know, Freddie on the same side of that, right, is is more like a lot of people classify him as like uppercutty or mm-hmm. you know, however you want to swings up or whatever you guys want to classify him as. Um, again, some different movements and capabilities and things that they're able to do. Um, you know, along with that. Right. So I think that that's a um, interesting play. And I think that that's like a, a good foundation from there is just like understanding those things as well as just like from a foundation. It's like it, it almost might feel like it's like when um, <laughs> I'm going to, of course, use a Bible reference. It's almost like you're reading the Bible and you're going, you're like, I feel like these contradict each other. And like uh, they actually more align. You just mm-hmm. like don't know enough. Mm-hmm. All right. Or again, you're hearing bits and pieces from like a conversation and you think that things like mm-hmm. necessarily aren't aligning. Um, but there is some things within those moments where I've disagreed strongly with, you know, something that like a snippet that, you know, Greg Rose might put out or, you know, mm-hmm. uh, moving preference or, you know, like Swope or one of those guys might have put out as well. And there's, you know, but there's a lot more alignment mm-hmm. than, than not. Yeah. You know, and I think going to one of the points you said is like the evaluation yeah. process and the the testing of the athletes is super important because mm. I, mean, I mean we do the same thing we put them on a force plate yeah um, we have them hit uh, on a force plate and then we collect their their ground forces and we look at it and i mean i know you've done this a couple of times and i do this as well with some of the hitters it's like hey like you came in for an eval on friday you play this weekend mm. we understand how all this information can sound to a hitter yeah because it can be a lot of information a lot of the ground force data mm-hmm. hey this weekend and then, you know, everybody wants something right now, right? It's like, well, okay, yeah. like we play tomorrow though. What, like, what are you going to do? It's like, yeah. okay, well, I'm looking at the force plate data. It's like, well, you're better off to like, you know, get up on the plate and just try to pull something, you know, yeah. like let it eat. Like you're spinning, mm-hmm. like you're creating a lot of torque in one way. Like you're just better off that, like that to be your approach. But also in the macro, understand like you're in eighth grade, you're going to get ready to go play high school ball next year that approach isn't going to work against, you know, Gorman. They're just going to keep throwing sliders to you, mm-hmm. low and away, and you're not going to hit it with yeah. that, that approach, right? Yeah. And or, so you, again, or you could or you could do that approach on a middle inside, you know, fastball at 85, but you're not doing that against 92. Agreed, right? And, and then to, or then you got to, you know, what are their goals? What does that align with? Like, hey, I want to go play D1. Okay, well, like, you're going to get away with this in high school, but you're not going to get away with that if you're going to go play to D1, right? So, like, we're going to train you to get better and like fix some of those compensations that you have um, so that you can try to compete at that level in the future, right? Rather than just, okay, this is the athlete that you are. We're just going to let you be the athlete that you are. And, you know, hopefully they throw it inside and they make a mistake. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so that part, uh, that part too, is like, you know, the eval process is super, super important. And then understanding too, is like, you know, when it comes to training I and mean, we say this all the time, is like, it's a journey, right? There's, there's a micro, right? We got game this weekend, and this is what our approach, this is what our game plan is this weekend or this month or whatever, because this is how you're moving. Mm-hmm. But also, too, you're a sophomore and you have three years of high school left before you go to college. Like, 
there's also a macro and that big picture of what we're working on. Mm. And like, obviously we want to get results now and we yeah. want to do this, but the, you know, there's also the level that you want to go to and the results that you're going to need at that level yeah. and where you need to be to have results at that level too, yeah. that we're also working towards. And so, you know, understanding that as well, uh, when it comes to some of the stuff that I think, um, you know, just in my experience too, it's like, uh, I have family that have been in baseball for a long time and I know people and like they're they're not as into like our methodologies or not into but they don't understand the mm -hmm. body the way that you know uh you definitely they don't understand it to your level or even like my level um and some other people's level but so but me being here they are more willing to listen obviously mm -hmm. just me being a family member but um like you, you look at that and they don't understand some of the methods to our madness right mm -hmm. it's like well why do you have them doing this this and this that seems like a lot and it's mm -hmm. like you know, uh, there could be a lot to grasp, but when you look at, you know, the body as a system and you look at the macro as well as the micro, um, you know, all that stuff starts to make a lot more sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. but again, that's, that's a long process to get to that point where you're like, I mean, even to this point, I mean, that happened the other day where, and then this is where people have to understand. I've been in a cage with you probably as much, if not more than anybody the last couple of years, mm -hmm. I would say, um, Definitely the last couple of years, you know, I've been here um, and yeah. then shadowing you and then training with you and then trained while you've observed me mm. and stuff. And so if there's anyone that's like currently that's been around mm. you more and then there's still moments where you'll do something. And I'd be like, yeah, wouldn't have done that. Didn't understand that. Like, mm. why'd you do that? Right. And then there's sometimes too where you're like, oh, like, why'd you give him that cue? Right? Mm. It worked. But I like, why'd you give that cue? Mm. Right. And we're with each other more yeah. than anybody else is you know with me or with you or with nicole yeah right and so again it's going to happen where if you post something or someone sees something on social media that they're not going to understand i see you on a daily basis and watch you train all of them and hear the conversations you have with all of them mm -hmm. and i still sometimes i'm like you know because your experience and you know your past of working with hitters and all the information that you've accumulated and the journey that you've had as a coach like it's different than mine and there's going to be even though we're pretty well aligned i would say with a lot of our ideologies yeah. like there's some ways that you'll go about fixing that problem that i'm just like whoa like, i wouldn't have thought of that or yeah. you know whatever and so again it's going to happen on social media where people are you know there's going to be a yeah. misinterpretation of yeah. what we're teaching because yeah. they don't have context right yeah, so. yeah we, and, and again like a, a a thing along with that like i was actually just talking to a um pretty good strength coach the other day and we we're talking about that like from if you have an ssc lens when you see us doing a whole bunch of staggered stance stuff and you see us doing um you know a whole bunch of things where like the one of the legs is working behind the body or it's mm -hmm. you know firing towards the front of the body or in those things from an snc lens like a lot of strength coaches will connect with it a lot more because they understand like what we're doing from a body and a tissue standpoint and like what we're you know training the body to be able to do from a fascial system like all of these things that come into it right but if you're just a random coach that's just been going by because you got to think about this too if somebody randomly came and watched you coach like anybody mm -hmm. doesn't matter who you are like what level you're at coaching you have some level or expertise within it right some random you know joe schmo off the street if he comes in and watches you train a hitter they're going to be like well why did you do that drill or whatever right and they just see the results of it or they see you know a thing and they're like oh like you know again they they have a method to their madness or whatever they're they're going along with it it's just understanding that right that there's like we like to do this thing too where there's like there's always this uh perspective of like it's like i, I was saying this other day it's like you're not you got to get past the point of like defending your hill 
Like, mm-hmm. you're not defending your hill. Like, I, what I know today doesn't define me. I don't, I don't care about what I even know. The whole point is, like, the same thing with it is, like, that doesn't define me, like, as a person. Or, it's like, mm-hmm. I don't I don't care about, like, all the information. I bet you, again, 10 years from now, there's a whole bunch of stuff that I'm doing today that I won't be doing then. Or I'll find a better way. Mm-hmm. Or it's not even that necessarily that it's a bad thing. It's just, like, I found a more efficient way of getting mm-hmm. to the same spot. So, instead, yeah. I, I go a different route. Or I have a different way of skill acquisition that I'm, like, I'm going to use this combo instead to get there, right? And so, like, that's also a very different thing and also too like my brain just processes information quick so like i can move on collect data see how people are moving and shapes and things that are being created and then i'll move on and 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 i i you know understand it from a different level or from a different lens and i start doing something different with that type of mover Mm -hmm. or what's going on um but i i I think the the big thing of just like kind of going back with that as well is like let's say like one of the things i brought up to uh greg rose and those guys like yeah yeah but i'm as a coach i'm constantly asking my player to do something that they can't do currently mm-hmm. like that i'm always pushing them mm-hmm. like let, psychologically i'm always pushing them to a different spot than where they they currently are right now like you guys as staff i'm always asking you to do something that is going to challenge that's going to challenge you mm-hmm. and make you you know go somewhere different than where you currently are right now right i'm doing the same thing with myself right okay now you take into that like from a tissue standpoint if you're doing mobility work you're asking your tissue to do something that it doesn't want to do that it naturally wouldn't go into those ranges and again like along with it i'm trying to isolate that and create that adaptation you Mm -hmm. know for it to happen um that's going to be a thing that i'm always asking so a lot of our things too like when we're training connective tissue which is a lot of the things that we're doing inside the cage if you that's why i always say the same side of that like if you don't understand reciprocal movement if you don't understand you know fascial slings if you don't under like our stuff is going to look wild Mm -hmm. right because again it's so contrary um you know to like a lot of just basic you know understandings of the body right Mm -hmm. um and again along with that like most people don't even know you know basic snc um let alone you know fascial stuff is all like you know cutting edge in the last like 10 years or so Mm -hmm. there's stuff reporting back where it went mainstream like in the last like 10 years or Mm so and i i guess i wouldn't even i don't know mainstream and what communities but the whole point is like along with it like i I did talk i guess i did talk to an snc guy last year that was like all that fascia stuff is just another way to make money i'm like all right boy Mm -hmm. um but um the other, you know, I think pieces with that is like, that's what my argument's been. It's like, yes. And I get where, you know, Greg is talking about from and like, cause there's a lot of coaches out there that are literally just skill coaches and they don't understand. They're trying to get this guy to do this move with their hip and they can't do it. And he's getting frustrated with the player. And it's like, well, you don't listen. Or like, they start mm-hmm. coming up with every excuse in the book of like why that adaptation is not happening. Um, and Greg is making the point that it's like, dude, like his body tissue wise literally can't do that. Um, but we're asking them to do those things, but we're also knowing where the edge, or we know that they struggle with that or they have a restriction in this way or they have these X, Y, and Z, but we're doing this drill specifically. And you like, you've heard me mm-hmm. constantly tell these uh, players all the time. It's like, Hey, like, I know you're going to suck at this today. Mm-hmm. Like, like that's why I'm asking you to do it. And every day you're going to get a little bit better. It's just like mobility. The first day you're not going to be great at doing a lot of these drills. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be great at doing a lot of this, you know, mobility work. Um, but over time, it's going to get a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're doing a lot of those things. And then also, too, you got CNS adaptations. You got connective tissue adaptations. You got structural differences, right, which is going into some of those motor preferences stuff, too. Um, I think that the motor preference stuff is a good, like, especially for the market that is... Uh, like generally unaware of anything to do with the body and they don't have a lens really to look at the body from an anatomy standpoint and Mm -hmm. it's a basic structure. It's just like on base you, like adding structure into the game and like actually looking, not structure into the game, adding 
human structure, like an anatomy, like into the game, I think is a positive for people to start understanding the body and the different movement types. The problem is, is along with that, it's like, we've been doing that for a long time. Mm -hmm. Right. And people just are just now starting to learn. It's like the, uh, what's that? What's the effect called for the Kruger effect where you like, you think, you know, a lot and your, your competence and confidence oh. or. I don't know the name of the model, yeah, but yeah. I know, I know yes. all this. So it's like, so it's like, again, in the very beginning, it's like the graph goes like this. It's like, it's like you, it's the competence is across the bottom and then uh, confidence is on the, on the up, the Y axis, I guess mm -hmm. you would say. And, um, again, in the very beginning, you start learning something, mm -hmm. you went to a seminar, you, you know, you finally read a first, your first anatomy book. You finally took, you know, like right. whatever you took one of our courses, all these things. And you're like, boom, I know. I know so much, right? But meanwhile, on the competence scale, you actually don't know very much. You're just very, you're more confident because you know more than like the average person on that subject because mm -hmm. you actually spent, you know, a couple hours researching it and like understanding that, right? But then really all of a sudden, then you realize how much you don't know very mm -hmm. shortly after that. And then, you know, over time you start actually building competence, uh, you know, and your confidence will raise, you know, on what you know. But in the very beginning, it's like, I could always tell when people like have gone to a seminar or they finally started getting into the body and they're like, yeah, but this, 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 it's like, it's like, it's like having, um, an entry level, um, let's say it's your freshman and like an SEC, uh, I mean, not a, 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 a S and C like, you know, type program, like you're, you're trying to, you know, learn from that, that lens and you go in there and it's like you disagreeing with the, with the, uh, instructor, right. It's like, okay, like, bro, you, you've taken this class for two weeks. Like if you, this is the first couple chapters you read of the book, you know, it from a 100 level. And like, this is a general, yes, let's start working in this direction of understanding some of the basics of how the body is put together. Like, oh, I have, this is where my hips are and this is how mm -hmm. the bone. But again, along with it, like there's levels to that, mm -hmm. right? Um, and there's also a lot more going on than just that one lens that you're seeing things from. And the longer that you're inside of things, you realize how complex the body actually is. Mm -hmm. um, I've used this a couple of times, but I think it fits well here is the understanding of like, you know, a couple of years ago when I went to a seminar, um, um, again, with the, Again, if I if I handed you a, a a broken like Swiss watch and I was like, hey, like you know has all you know the ones that have all the hands and you know dials and all the things, it's like hey, this thing's broken. Mm -hmm. like, can you try to fix this? Um, and then you'd be like, no, dude, like I don't work on watches. Like I don't, I have no idea how I'd fix this thing. Like go to a watch guy that works on watches. Um, so we look at that and we go like, oh yeah, it's just way too complex. Like I'm not even going to try to take it apart and put it back together, right? But the human body is infinitely more complex than that watch, yet everyone thinks they could fix it, mm -hmm. right? And so that's where it comes along because we all have a body. We walk around it all day. We think that everything's great. So, like, again, we, we use that, and then we understand that it's like, you know, again, when you have a hammer because you just – you went to the store, you picked up a hammer, and now you start walking around, and you're like, okay, what can I use this hammer on? Like, oh, yeah, the, everything looks like a nail when you, when you have that hammer, right? So when you go to your entry-level seminar and you start walking around, you start looking for – everything looks like a nail, and you want to hit your hammer and use your new tool to try to fix everything to every problem. And like, you realize quickly that it doesn't. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and then also too, on that, on that same lens, like, you know, for example, you know, when it, when it comes to that is then you, you, you start understanding like, okay, like there is weight in like experience, you know, with things as well. And like working with athletes that have all mm -hmm. these different body types and all these different structures and all these things, different right. things. So I think, you know, the things with the motor preferences, like, um, I think it's good. Um, I think that it pushes the game holistically more towards that ground. Again, on base, you, I think did the same mm -hmm. thing. It's like push the game more towards that direction of like understanding those things too, as well. Um, 
I still think I still think that it's missing, you know, a, a good amount of pieces when it comes. But again, along with it, like that's not the point. Like mm -hmm. the whole point is not you can't look at, you know, uh, 100 classes, 200 class. Like you can't look at even all of college. You could be graduated. That's not the end all be all. Like it's the mm -hmm. beginning of knowledge. Right? right. And I think the same thing when I look at like motor preference stuff, it's like, you know, like it's like it's the beginning of where you, the game should be going of mm -hmm. understanding like deeper levels of structure of anatomy and how all these different movement types and all these things happen um i do think it's also too you got to be mindful as if you look at it like a destination and being like this is the holy grail or this is mm -hmm. the other thing is again I, I think even if i ask you know swope that and he's sitting right across from me he's not gonna be like oh bro this is it like and there's nothing more to learn and yeah. this is like that's not how he you know again i know yeah. him, like it's like that's not gonna that's not gonna be the conversation right mm -hmm. is it a great resource is it a, is it a, a good thing that we're again like entry level for like if you have no understanding of the body and all those other things like yeah it's going to point you in a better direction than necessarily just like going by the seat of your pants with no education mm -hmm. like for sure um but with that being said too there's a lot of complexities uh there's a lot of complexities that are are, are really deep um not only based on the body because that's all its own realm but then you have the game itself right and then all mm -hmm. the things like look i mean i like we talked about like it would be amazing, right, uh, for uh, me to be, you know, six foot five and be able to dunk and like do all these other things, right? If my body was like, you know, that way. But right, there is there's a reason why there's very few, even in like the history of the game, even the last, you know, I don't know how long ago basketball you think, but like, there's not many players underneath six foot, right? Like, now don't get me wrong with that. Is there been some? Has there been some phenomenal ones? Like, mm -hmm. absolutely, right? Like, sure, great, right? But there's some constraints of the game that again, along with it, like genetic factors that are like, are, are big differences. And again, the same thing with it, like sumo wrestlers, like have a really l low likelihood of being a jockey. Mm -hmm. Like their bodies are very different. Now, again, also a jockey has a really low likelihood of being a sumo wrestler. Like, okay, great. You have those things. Well, when we start to understand that like human structure is really important when mm -hmm. it comes as a base of like what I, um, you know, spend my time on and like, what's going to be the biggest bang for my buck at this point. And then you also have at this point in my life, is it better, you know, again, mm -hmm. along with it, like you have speed windows and like the athleticism windows when you're younger that you can like really hammer on, like doing some of those things as well, which is super important. Um, and then, you know, you got, there's, there's infinite levels of complexity of like, you know, connective tissue. Again, is this a structural issue where it's like, you know, it doesn't matter how much we work on this connective tissue wise, like this is never going to get better just because of how, mm -hmm. you know, the hips are, you know, or an injury that they had or, uh, um, um, you know, again, their CNS system or again, like, you know, how the brain processes information, like, mm -hmm. you know, just there's layers on layers on layers on that yeah. side for sure. Yeah. And to, to, to go on that, like the genetic side, absolutely. But also to, I think I, I can't remember what I was having this conversation with is like me and you similar height, but way different type of athletes. Like yeah. I bet when you trained, you probably, and um, people have listened before, like you can lift weight. Mm -hmm. you know bilaterally strong yeah. as heck yeah right blah 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 blah, blah right well i'm not that way it's the opposite like i yeah. could you know do a split stance with the best of them but you bilaterally throw some weight on a bar and tell me to squat it like for whatever reason like you know yeah at that time i was like oh maybe i'm just not meant to do this right but yeah they start to learn more it's like you start to understand structure and like genetically how i'm built but also too I benefited from working on those bilateral lifts and getting them a little stronger. Correct. Once I got to a point, and I'm like, yeah. I'm single leg RDL in 70s. Yeah. And I can't deadlift 300 pounds. That's yeah. a problem. Mm -hmm. Right. And then you're over here deadlifting 500 pounds, yeah. but single, single leg deadlifting 
forties. Yeah. That's uh, the problem. I was it you know? below that. It was like it was like twenty. <laughs> yeah. But, but, but again, that's a problem. And so if like for example, for me to just think, okay, well, I'm never gonna work on that because this is just the type of athlete I am. Like I saw huge jumps as an athlete and yeah. I see this as a coach too. It's like yeah. some of our athletes that aren't as agile, quick, yeah. uh uh, fashionably driven, like yeah. working that direction yeah. benefits them tons. Mm-hmm. Are they great at it? Do they love it at first? Just cause, yeah, not? just cause you're a big heavy set guy that plays first base doesn't mean you shouldn't do athletic stuff. Yeah. Like, 100%. It's just like, hundred percent. you know, like, well, my body would prefer you literally to just be heavy and put up, move a bunch of weight. And it's like, mm-hmm. great. But in the game of it, like you, you can't be a DH at 12. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess you could, but yeah, like, it, again, along with it, if yeah. you want to go a long ways in the game, like there's some general levels that you need to meet. Now, mm-hmm. again, along, it's like that, that battle of, okay, what general needs do I like have, like need to be, mm-hmm. you know, to like, I got, can I, I got to be able to do the general level of skill and there's things that I'm going to be insanely good at, mm-hmm. right? Like uh, tools, like for example, right? If you look at that, right? Like, okay, there's a general level of skill and then you have tools that are like plus, right? Like for me, again, for when I played, right? I had like one plus tools, like my arm, like I had a really <laughs> good, you know, arm, right? And I could throw. So it was just like having that, like, okay, that's a plus tool compared to the, you know, a lot of other people, like that was a plus tool that I had. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, along with that, right? It's just like, like you're saying is there's a lot of preferences that my body has that are not good for it, mm-hmm. right? If I keep going down that route and I just like do whatever makes it happy in the moment, it's again, looking at any other area of life, it's not, mm-hmm. that's not good, right? Again, yeah. biblically, like going with my flesh, right? Like not good, right? Like mm-hmm. going with my emotions, getting pushed around or I'm angry right now. So I'm going to, you know, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to yell at you. Like mm-hmm. all these other things. Like if I just give in to whatever my body wants all the time, it's like, you know, again, my body doesn't want to do a lot of water bag stuff. Like it's really it, it, like, and that's funny because everybody would think of like, oh yeah, like all the water bag stuff. It's like, yeah. it's like my body hates water bag stuff. <laughs> like it's super difficult. Mm-hmm. And also too, I'm going to also put on that, like water bag stuff, super difficult for anybody, mm-hmm. but for certain, you know, again, certain body types like and connective tissue types and like, or not types, but more um, like how you're put together from a connective tissue standpoint, like that makes it really tough to do stuff like that. But again, like that would be major for me. It would have been major for me when I was playing. And also too, it doesn't mean that I don't go and lift. It doesn't mean that we don't do any bilateral stuff. It doesn't mean that we, you know, again, it doesn't mean that we just train, you know, anterior. It doesn't mean that we, you know, never train posterior. It doesn't mean that we always train posterior. Like it's, it's all of those mixes and just like understanding for like certain players, like, Hey, what would get you to another level? Right. And for this hitter, yeah, maybe they do need to rotate more than other players. It doesn't mean that they should never do a drill with their leg not behind them. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that they should never be on farm boards. It doesn't mean that they should never do a kickback drill or mm-hmm. something that, again, is going to cause a decelerate, uh, deceleration pattern or something like that, too. It's like, yeah, theirs might not look like your D-cells are not going to look like my D-cells. Mm-hmm. But overall, especially when we measure kinematics and we actually look at that, again, it doesn't matter across the board. Like, you still need to decelerate. Now, how you do, how you decelerate, right, mm-hmm. and how you transfer force, right, and how a Aesthetically, it looks is it going to look different based on your structure compared to mine. Mm-hmm. But again, along with that, it doesn't mean that it's not happening, right? Mm-hmm. So, like I posted yesterday, where we talked about, um, where I talked about um, uh, Harper, for example, right? It's like some people might look at him and go, "Oh, yeah, you know, like he's so rotation." Or even like, let's take the extreme of extremes. Let's say we go like Aaron Judge, right? You look at him and you're like, "Oh, okay, like you know, they're snapping in and you know, tilting the hips and all these other things." Like. He is still deselling out of yeah. his mind when hard. he hits balls. Mm-hmm. Deselling really hard. People again, and you can go with your eyes and go, he's not deselling. It's like, bro, if you, 
if literally he didn't he didn't decel his bat would never leave his shoulder mm -hmm. like that it's not you're not snapping it with your hands well, again this is all very easy like I, I feel like I'm talking to their whole crowd right now but my mm -hmm. point is is again if we put K vest on and we put any type of you know again we they, in in their systems like I've seen his charts like I've seen I've seen his kinematics right it, it it doesn't just everything's just rotating and like you know the barrels just going out like again like along with it like the every player decels mm -hmm. now how hard they decel and the strategies they use to decel are different comparatively right mm -hmm. but again everybody that thinks that it's like oh i shouldn't do this drill because you know again i'm a sumo wrestler so there's nothing at all that a jockey does that could ever benefit me i mean that's ridiculous like you know what i'm saying like it could be one thing in their diet it could be you know a thought you know like how they think about things it could be any of those things could be beneficial to you know you as well now if you went fully that way could it be a problem? Like, sure. Like if I, like, for example, if I go fully training, like, and also do all the things and do all the work that you do in X, Y, and Z, I might not even get a quarter of the results that you get mm -hmm. right now. Again, that might be a bad strategy for me. Maybe I need to go play left field mm -hmm. and not try to play short. And that's where, again, globally for me is going to be a bigger deal for my performance because now I can put on that weight. Mm -hmm. Now I can, again, I can hit balls like that. I can be that strong. I don't have to try to be Mr. Athletic and, mm -hmm. and bounce around and be agile and do all those other things too, right? It just, it depends on all those things. Like we don't need Aaron Judge to play short, mm -hmm. right? Like he doesn't need to play short. The catcher doesn't need to play, you know, center field. Like we, we don't need those things to happen. Right. So it's like also understanding that with the movement and their body types. And we've been doing this for years, right? How many coaches, the kid, the big kid walks on the field, you know, he's six, three, 220 pounds. You're not going, you know what? That's going to be my shortstop. Like we already look at that from a mm -hmm. basic level of structure of going like, yeah, when that we and you walk on the field, generally people are going, especially me at this point, they're probably like, okay, maybe over the third, <laughs> but, <laughs> but you, me, like generally, right. When I walked on the field, almost every time everybody would be like, Hey, are you middle infielder? Mm -hmm. Hey, are you middle infielder? Right. Like, because the structure kind of dictates if the guy's really tall and he plays baseball, you're like, Hey, are you mm -hmm. a pitcher? Why? Because again, Hey, they're stocky little, you know, like strong, like, Hey, are you a catcher? Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like there's, there's certain positions. And again, along with that, that dictate a certain type of, uh, mm -hmm. you know, body structure already, yeah. right? Because they're more predisposed to being more successful at doing something or another. But again, it doesn't mean that the catcher shouldn't be doing agility stuff. Right. It doesn't mean that Aaron, or for example, like Moogie Betts playing right field. It doesn't mean that he gets zero benefit out of playing shortstop pregame every single day. Yes, some of it could be psychological, but also, too, he's getting a lot of agility going side to side. And he's getting, like, you know, again, like he's doing agility work. While in the outfield, he doesn't have to make cuts like that on an everyday basis. And he's not nowhere getting the, uh, that, that as many reps, right? But it keeps him really athletic and probably helps him hitting-wise, mm -hmm. right? Because his ability to get in the ground and stop and decelerate and change direction and all those other things. So, like, again, it's like having those things together. It's like, you know, understanding that, too, as well. It's like, okay, just because... I'm going to be more successful doing this doesn't mean like, uh, you know, for example, it doesn't mean just because you're an athlete doesn't mean that you should do zero bodybuilding things. There's mm -hmm. basic body, like a curl or something like that. That doesn't mean like an athlete just shouldn't do because, oh, well, bodybuilders do that. Well, yeah, there's overlap. Mm -hmm. Like, and also too, there's things that, again, there's isometrics that could be huge for you at certain points in your development that are, you know, like great as an athlete, we got to go more than isometrics, mm -hmm. but there's a time and a place that we have to do those other things and, and, and train that. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's also, you know, a, a big piece there is just like having that, 
keeping that in, in reference in mind. It's just like, yes, I'm more predisposed and I'm going to be great. You know, again, if I'm going to double down on my strengths, sure. But it doesn't mean you can just abandon, you know, the general skill sets that you need across the board. Or if you just raise that one little area just a little bit more, what that overall could do for your entire performance, mm-hmm. you know, could be huge for you too. Yeah. So, so with that, that kind of like brings up like another question, which I kind of know being around you is in my opinion, I think uh, a thing that allows you to see the things that you see the way that you do is because you challenge yourself to see things through different lenses. So with, and when I mean different lenses, like an SNC lens, mm. a PT lens, a biomechanical lens, yeah. uh, just a basic foundational understanding of, you know, anatomy. Why don't, why, why don't you, why don't you break that down though too? Like a what, when you say lens, what does that mean? Like, so, so, so each of those scopes of practice, uh, in my opinion, and then to, to give, give my background, like I started off wanting to be a PT. So a lot of my stuff was pre-physical therapy and ended up going the SNC route, strength and conditioning, um, or performance, however you want to, you know, classify that, um, to graduate and seeing the difference in, in that sense of a lot of the PT stuff, once you get done with, you know, gen eds is very, um, segment to segment, sub anatomical, like, Hey, there's this muscle in the quad. There's this muscle in the quad. There's this muscle in the quad. Mm-hmm. You know, this is the insertion. This is the origin, the two attachment points, you know, yeah. uh, of that particular muscle. Yeah. Um, you know, this is how it can affect your knee. This is how it can affect your hip, you know, and we look at that little area. Yeah. Right. And so, uh, when we were in PT, it, uh, doing stuff in PT, it was very, and then too, we still learn that foundational stuff in S and C, but yeah. then when you get to the higher level stuff, the the PT was very um, into uh, this isn't necessarily everywhere, but my experience mm. is the PT. I'll say like, it. There's a lot of bullshit bad PTs. There <laughs> yeah, you go. There, there, there you go. go. <laughs> but but uh, you know, trying to be yeah. politician over here. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, uh, but no, let's, like let's tell the people. Hey, there's a lot of bad PTs out there. Yeah. So like for example, hey, I hurt my knee. Okay, we're gonna get your quad stronger. Yeah. Like that. That's typically what our PT would do. Yeah. Hey, I hurt my knee. Strength conditioning coach is like, okay, let's look at your core. Let's look at your hips. Let's look yeah. at your hammies. Let's look at yeah. your good back, ones. Your good little ones. back hurts must yeah. be your core. Yeah. Uh, again, yeah. good ones will start to look uh, a little bit more like, okay, um, globally, if that's what you want to call it. And then mm-hmm. too, and I got into more like the higher level biomechanical stuff. Like, mm-hmm. hey, it's like, look at joint below, a joint above, right? Mm-hmm. If you have problems, like, let's look elsewhere too. Mm-hmm. Where is this stemming from? Yeah. Right. And so like you got those different lenses and then also too, like, let's just not, and you know, not forget the psychological side of all of it yeah. um, with that is like, okay, how are you processing stuff? You know, are you someone that doesn't process pain yeah. as well? So if something's slightly uncomfortable, right? Oh, my knee hurts. I probably tore my ACL. Like, okay, well, how you respond to an exercise is mm-hmm. going to be different than someone else that, you know, handles pain a little bit differently. Yeah. Um, and so like with that, there's that scope as well. And so, which I know you do a lot of uh, looking into all these different uh, scopes. Yeah. Um, and so when I talk about that lens is, so for example, um, when I first started shadowing you, we do like a lot of staggered stuff, right? Is really early on, we do a lot of staggered. Um, we would do a lot of stuff that's like, uh, like on the farm boards was a really early on. Mm-hmm. Um, instantly I'm like, that makes sense to me, right? It's mm-hmm. like, okay, they lack stability in their middle, mm-hmm. right? Just from a general foundational, I'm taking it back to that standpoint. It's like, it can yeah. get way more complex. They lack stability through their pelvis and through their core. Like we're going to make it unstable. Yeah. teach them how to stabilize it because right. it's going to benefit them when it comes to, you know, yeah. kinematics and some sequencing and transfer of energy, stuff like that. And so yeah. I'm like, okay, that I'm, that makes sense. But then I go and I show a friend that's also in the same classes and the PT, they're like, 
well, he's, he's unstable there. Like we need to get him off the boards and we need to do some, you know, uh, leg extensions, mm -hmm. right? He needs to get stronger in his quads before we even try to do that. Mm -hmm. Right. And so that's where our alignments differed because I started going more like strength route. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, well, okay. If I lack stability, right. Mm -hmm. I need to create an unstable environment mm -hmm. and learn how to stabilize it. Well, not, not too yeah. far. Don't get me yeah. wrong. Like I was you know, I'm not balancing on a BOSU ball, catching, you know, kettlebells over my head. It's like, oh, it's unstable, create stability. But you yeah. know, within reason. Right. Yeah. So. Well, and also too, the, for example, like even when you are adding, let's say, let's say you're going like, uh, okay, like, oh, we got to get stable. So we're going to do, you know, like RDL or something like that. Right. It's like, okay, you're still creating instability. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, you're adding a weight. Yeah. Okay, it's an external weight. load yep. that creates instability. Mm -hmm. Right. Like now if you want to mix in skill with strength, Right. Where they're not in their own like you're not you're teaching the body to be more coordinated while it's also getting strength. That's what I mean by that, too. Like we talked about that a little while ago where I was talking about, like, I just found more efficient ways of doing it. Mm -hmm. It's like, yes, we can do all this. OK, we, we talk about this. The only reason I'm in the weight room doing everything I'm doing in the weight room is so I can be better on the field. Mm -hmm. It's the only reason. Right. So if at the end of the day, if what's happening in the weight room is not happening on the field and it's not transferring very well, which I spent a lot of my life doing, mm -hmm. is that I'm going to find better ways of doing that. And at an entry level, at an entry level view out of it, uh, of it, you might just go, all these guys go like, oh, well, he's just not strong enough. He's just not strong enough. He's not strong enough. He's not strong enough. And it's like, okay, great. I heard that, right? Not only with my case, and I also too had to train so many athletes, all these other things, just like, oh, these, like, like you said, there's so many guys that have been cleared by the strength coach and says, oh, they are stable. How many guys if we had come in and the PTs go, oh, yeah, their hip's good, their knee's mm. good, their this is good, their, their, their core strength's awesome, their, you know, the hip flexors aren't tight or blah, 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 or whatever it is, right? And then meanwhile, all of a sudden, like, they can't get into a certain position and it's like, hey, like, you keep thinking about, like, it's like, oh, like, let's say it was like the hip flexor example. It's like, oh, his hip flexor, like, isn't tight. And I was like, yeah, 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 passively. Mm-hmm actively his brain is firing that hip flexor like crazy and it's mm -hmm. overactive right like it's overactive when he goes to do anything powerful because you know again his adductor is you know it's, it's even weaker right like the whole like they're you know the hamstring is having some major issues on that front side or like he lacks this this is that like there's all of these other things that you can get into like deeper from that lens and then also you got the global lens. like you could go a million mm -hmm. different directions right depends on the athlete but my my point is like is if having with that is going like okay like the whole point is to get that to transfer. Mm -hmm. That's why water bags are so big. That's why, again, like we go so heavy down those routes. That's why also too, when we do things in the weight room with like versa pulleys and all these things, it's like the body was not built to just play baseball. Mm -hmm. It has a lot of options. You can train it in a plethora of ways. Right. And also too, along with it, right? Like there's a lot of things you can do in the weight room that would make your player worse. Mm -hmm. by far people think they can just throw him in the weight room the guy's immediately going to get yeah. better and that's because at a lower level when the guy hasn't been working out at all yeah some general strength is going to help anybody mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right but you keep going down those routes and you do that enough and you go so far down it where you become like again like you become like me where i'm trying to be a champion in the weight room like great bro like are you on the strength team or are you on the baseball team like mm -hmm. what, what are you on like what are you really trying to do because you spend more time trying to be the strongest guy in the room than you are i thought you know i thought your job was the hit mm -hmm. i thought your job was the sprint i thought your job was to you know again play badminton whatever right mm -hmm. like i thought that that's what you were getting paid to do and that's what your goal was not to be your goal all of a sudden became the weight room mm 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, oh, like now I want to, I want to be the guy that can deadlift 500 pounds. And it's like, for what? Mm-hmm. Like, and then, and that's where I, that was me. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, I, I had to had have that conversation along with it. It's like, so what? Like you can lift 500 pounds. You also do great charts because that's what you're doing. Like you're sitting on the bench doing charts because your body can't move. It can't rotate. The movement quality is dog shit. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's like you look at that and it's like, again, it's nothing against like lifting weights heavy, but it's like for me, I had already, there's buckets, right? And we have all these buckets that, you know, you have in like of your career, like let's say you have all these you know, different buckets of like what, you know, building you as like this athlete, right? Like we talk about, you have the psychological side, right? Like you also have your, your strength side. You also got, you know, you can call it a power bucket. You could also call it, you know, a coordination bucket. You could also talk it like baseball IQ, you know, like mm-hmm. skill set within all these things, right? like how good of an infielder you are or whatever, right? Like agility, like there's all these different buckets that you can go in. And it's like, dude, like, like the guy can like, like you got a guy like me, right? Or we have athletes where it's like, I, I literally the other day um, sent somebody an, uh, an award because I was I was telling her I was like I was like like you won, like you won. You're the strongest girl probably on the West Coast that <laughs> plays this sport. Like you won. You don't need to add ten pounds to your max. Mm-hmm. We're good. Also, too, you trying to be that strong is and why those lifts that you're so strong in, why they're so strong, is also why you move like crap in the box. Mm-hmm. And the more you do that over and over again, you're going to have more and more of those issues. And then again, you tie that back into the movement preference stuff. And it's like, yeah, like, guess what? When I was deadlifting, I literally felt this again the other day. I was thinking about this. I was going to tell you about this. I was deadlifting the other day and I just started thinking about how much I don't control the weight eccentrically on the way down. <laughs> right? Make it's a noise. Yeah. So, what What is that at Planet Fitness? The lunk yeah, yeah, yeah. The lunk alarm, man. Yeah, take it back to your guys. Don't be ropes. banging. Don't be banging no weights around <laughs> here, man. But I. But but again, that's like a big thing, right? It's like, for example, like I'm deadlifting, concentrically mm-hmm. pulling this weight up, pressing my legs into the ground, back mm-hmm. pulling, all the stuff, right? By the way, my back was sore the next day. So just to, like give you a heads up. So then, so then, you know, again, I you you do all those things, and it's like, yeah, but again, like, what am I training my body to do? Concentrically fire like this, right? Where it's like, and then I'm also training that fascial sling. Like everything is connected. That's why you need to know fascia, right? From head to toe, everything's mm-hmm. connected. I'm you, I'm, I'm targeting that fascial line mm-hmm. through my back, right? My, that run through my, all my rectors, do my, you know, my back, that all the things that make me stand up as I rotate, push out of my back leg. This is how I create power. This is more, that's also too, my biggest and strongest lift is my deadlifts, right? And then also on top of that, you know, my second strongest lift code, right? My lat pull downs, my lat pull downs are strong <laughs> as hell, That's right? Great. It's like, I, it's like, I can pull a lot of weight doing that, especially for like my size. It's like, okay, great. I can, I can do that. But, oh, and then again, the next one, you know, my next strongest lift, my rows. I was like, okay, I can pull a lot of weight within my rows. It's mm-hmm. like, great. My posterior side is strong as all hell. Right. Um, the problem is, is again, it pulls me out of positions when I rotate it also. And again, it's not that you don't need your back to be strong. It's not that mm-hmm. you don't need your, your legs to be strong. It's just like asymmetry wise. Like everybody has asymmetries, but I have a mat. I have some massive asymmetries, not only from a CNS perspective, not only from a coordinator's perspective, not only from a, um, not only from a powers perspective, right? Um, all of that together, um, and then structurally too, like how much mass I have on one side of my body compared to other when it comes to muscle, right? It's like I'm very strong on the back side of my body, and if you guys don't remember. Cause I'll remind everybody, mm. uh, everybody was talking about, well, uh, literally this was the thing back, back when we were coming, when I was growing up, this was the thing they would say like stand against the wall. Okay. Everything touching the wall is what you need for baseball. 
Okay, well, that's ridiculous because <laughs> I need my entire body. So that's wrong. Okay. So you're old. I yeah. never did that one. Yeah. And then Get also too, no, this is also coming from pro coaches. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you, we, yeah, we're in the, we're in the whole mix, Classic. and also two strength guys mm. inside pro ball Wonderful. at the time. So just to give you a heads up, right? The interior side just didn't matter, I guess. And so, um, which is funny because you know I probably argue more the opposite way, mm. right? And so, okay, so then you go, okay, moving preference stuff. Um, let's say uh, when you go into that moving preference, and you go in literally, if you go binary, if you go like aerial. And terrestrial, terrestrial guys uh, like interior stuff, right? They're more prone to interior stuff. And aerial, they really like posterior stuff, right? So they they it helps them rotate. All these excellent things they want to they want to do these things. Okay, well, great. But here's the problem. Let's say I give into that. Let's again. Let's it, it sounds good from a base standpoint. Like okay, well, they really like posterior. They want to use the, a lot of these muscles to rotate. They want to do X, Y, and Z. So let's double down on that let's mm -hmm. let's let's get that really strong okay well i did that right not only did i get i do that like i did that and i'm more of a terrestrial <laughs> mover mm -hmm. and again remember it's a spectrum people like to make it binary and that's where again if you don't understand or you took your one seminar and you think right. it's one or another mm -hmm. it's we're on a spectrum mm -hmm. some of us are crazy this way some of us are crazy that way guess what also on top of all of those things and again we can you know like we we've you know, you, you sit in all those things where we're talking with some of the best S&C guys in the world, some mm -hmm. of the best biomechanists in the world, some of those other things where we, we sit down and talk about it. Like, there is a lot different, you know, in all of those. Not only is there a spectrum of, like, where you would classify, because you got to remember, too, like, science is us trying to understand nature. Nature is already happening, mm -hmm. right? Like, again, like I said the other day, like, nature doesn't go, like, let me consult with my Ugh. geologist before I make this. No, like, we're trying to understand what God already put in the play, mm -hmm. right? Like your body is already happening. It's functioning every day. We're trying to understand it, right? And we're trying to better understand it than we're applying like science. Well, we think this is my theory. Mm -hmm. Let me go test it. Does it work? Does it not work? Oh, it didn't happen in this one scenario. Okay, well, maybe that was a fluke. Boom, it happens again. Okay, well, that doesn't hold up. That theory doesn't hold up because now we're seeing this happening over and over again. Science is not a declaration of truth, mm -hmm. right? It's, in a, it's, it's a theory that is what we're going with until something proves it wrong, mm -hmm. right? And then we update that belief system, right? And so people like to go, it's science, it's physics, <laughs> until it's wrong. That's how literally like, you know, quantum physics came into existence was because physics didn't explain, mm. right? to that capacity. There's a whole bunch of things where you try to figure it out with physics and it'd be wrong. And like quantum physics comes in and goes, oh, this is where the physics are wrong. Mm -hmm. You know, um, because again, you're trying to apply the wrong concepts in the wrong situations that again, like, or yeah, I get a whole nother rabbit hole, mm -hmm. right? Um, but I, I, I think the, 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 the biggest parts of understanding there as well is right, is like also because like, like let's say it's Muay Thai, for example, Okay, if you want to go do Muay Thai, your anterior side better be strong as hell. Like, it's a requirement of the movements of the sport. Like, you have to be strong on your anterior side. Mm -hmm. Like, you, that's why all of them are so, like we talked about, why they're all rounded in, why they're, mm -hmm. again, like movement play. Like, why, do you, why are also so many baseball players all rounded in? Mm -hmm. Because anterior strength is a very important thing. But then what did we do? We saw everybody rounded in. Oh, don't bench. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, don't do stop training your front side. You're already so rounded in because everybody's looking at it from an S and C and a PT side mm-hmm. and go, we want to get you back open back up. Mm-hmm. So let's do all these things posteriorly. And then we abandoned enlarge the front side of the body. And again, mm-hmm. not so much anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I remember Cressy coming out and like hammering about anterior strength at one point. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yes, like, mm-hmm. you know, um, but just having that perspective of understanding that again, like a lot of times, and this is what, you know, people didn't understand at the time, right? Like, let's say your shoulders are rounded in, right? And you're going like, oh, I want to do all these things on the backside. Well, also too, that connective tissue is getting really tight mm-hmm. and all those other things because you're so weak mm-hmm. on your front side. So you need to be strengthening while you're lengthening. Mm-hmm. And that's a whole, like there's there's yeah. all these things we can get into, yeah, right? Don't, don't get but, too deep now. Yeah, so, so on a surface level, it sounded good to go, oh, we're tight here. Right. Well, let's release this normal PT. Let's scrape. Let's do needles. Let's do mm-hmm. let's do all this other thing. Let's you know do all these mobility exercises. But then we're gonna really strengthen the back side of the shoulder, mm-hmm. and we're gonna really strengthen the back. And that's the the thought process going. And again, it's not all wrong, right? There's pieces in that that's true, but again, along with that, you go too far down that route, then all of a sudden we're never doing anything on the front side of our body because everything wants to rotate inward, mm-hmm. right? Like everything's starting to come this way, right? So especially like throwers and, you know, mm-hmm. that stuff. So I think that it's it's a bigger piece of like understanding that is like as well um, is having that having that connection and keeping that, keeping that aligned of just being like, all right, look, again, how I train is really important. Also, yes, knowing the structure and the movement, you know, the, the body types and the things that we have, like, yes, we've, been keeping those things in mind since the beginning of time just in our own ways and now it's more scientific but also too there's even there's much more layers deeper and understanding things on a spectrum right and then also to understanding everything that's at play you also again like we talked about like even in motor preference they look at this as like um you know not only just like dominant eye but also to like thing they call like motor eye right where it's like you know when you're doing certain activities like what eye you use dominantly um to like perceive and like you know like it processes information quicker like all, all these things that goes into there and again like they go and check their stuff out right of, of doing mm. that right but you have all of that and then you also have on the other side of that too of just being like okay again if you just let my body do what it wants and feels like doing all the time, well, typically your body literally is designed to be as efficient as possible and do as little as possible. Mm -hmm. It wants to spend as little energy as possible because it's trying to survive. Right. And it's always, it's not worried about you being overweight. Mm -hmm. It doesn't care like in that way. Right. Like it doesn't care. Like it's trying to keep you surviving. You can be 10 pounds overweight, 20 pounds overweight, and you're going to live like, we're good. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's okay. The body is more concerned with you not having food, right? You, you know, again, like going from like all of these things from the past, it's, it's trying to do everything as efficient as possible. Like, yo, just sit here and chill. Mm-hmm. Right. And then we have to fight that on the opposite end of that. Right. Of, um, Hey, like, again, I don't want to do, you know, I don't want to do water bag stuff, but it's like, it's really good for my body to mm-hmm. do water bag stuff. Like I don't want to do like hard workouts, you know, a, a lot of the times, but it like, that's good. And also to taking that side up one more step I'll take there too as well is I got to the other side of that where I just started doing stuff because it sucked. Also too, sometimes your body doesn't want to do stuff because 
it shouldn't be doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, right. I also don't want to do heroin. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, there's, there's that. You get what I'm saying? But my, my point is like on the other side of that is just like keeping, like keeping that in mind as well is that a lot of th- a lot of times like the things that we don't want to do are the things that we should be doing. And then also too, like as well, when you get onto the other side is just because it's hard doesn't mean, you know, because mm-hmm. you can, you can trick your brain on the other side of that as just being like, well, I have to work out and I have to do these things. And it's like, don't work so hard. Like there's nothing worse than working hard against yourself. Mm-hmm. You're working really hard. You're making all these sacrifices. You're doing all this extra work and it's making you worse. Mm-hmm. Like there's nothing worse. Like that's, yeah, that's, and, and then that's where the, the other lenses come into play, though, is, is again, you start to understand, like, okay, yeah, I suck at it, or I, I don't want to do it, it sucks, but understanding different lenses, too, it's like, from a PT lens and understanding that lens, is like, okay, maybe there actually is a problem here, and I'm going to hurt myself if I keep doing this, rather than just being like, oh, it sucks, I'm going to try to overcome, you know, psychologically, I'm going to get over it, I'm going to get over it, I just got to work through something hard, it's like, there's some truth to that, there's also some truth to, like, yeah, like there's some serious problems here. Like we, we should probably isolate this thing and like get it stronger, yeah. uh, you know, in an isolated way rather than just trying to push through it globally. Right. And then also too, like going back to that is like doubling down. Like we've had conversations with some really good biomechanists, some really good strength coaches, some really good skill coaches that again, they don't, maybe they don't know anatomy or they don't know biomechanics. They don't know strength, but they've also got hitters to hit. Mm-hmm. Right. And so too, but with that, a blend of all of them, is super super important like i said to, to start to see things um the way that we were just talking about it it's like understanding what's too much what's not enough you know how much to push when to push mm. and then again too are we perfect all the time no but starting to better understand and try to better understand yeah. that on a daily basis and practice that uh understanding those different lenses too like like again like you could uh, um said this before and like we go in it's like you could go grab that biomechanist look at all the data and be like that's pretty good but if you put him in that cage with you and tell him to teach a hitter how to hit, could he teach him how to hit? Mm. Maybe, yeah. but also maybe not, right? And same thing with the strength coach. Maybe, maybe not, right? Same thing with the skill coach. I'm a, I'm a, maybe. A, a Cody, Cody's too nice. 99% no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they most likely dog, not. They'd be dog shit. Yeah, yeah and I, right? I've seen it in, in action. Yeah, and so so like with that too is understanding uh, all of those different sciences and not, when I say understanding, trying to better understand them on a day, daily basis we'll probably never completely yeah. understand it until we go meet the man upstairs and then he'll tell us and we'll be like, mm. well, it's like, never would have thought of that, mm-hmm. you know, but, but again, um, you know, trying to better understand all of those sciences on a daily basis and understand like when to practice them and, you know, who yeah. needs what, when, well, you know, what connects with them. I, I see it kind of coming more like, I see it kind of like you becoming more aware and having a higher wisdom of like nature. Right. And what I mean by that is like in nature, we break it into all the sciences, right? All these different lenses. Mm-hmm. But in reality, nature doesn't know sciences and it doesn't know all of these different, you know, mm-hmm. all these different. Yeah, we science. break it, it down know, for our understanding. You know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Right. So so I feel like what I'm trying to do is understand nature mm-hmm. globally. Right. Just doing that with the body and looking at its own ecosystem. Right. You have all these different systems that are in play and there's guys that are specialists in this and specialists in that and special in. And we need all those specialists like. You know what I'm saying? We need someone to run really hard down that route with the CNS system and under because we there's plenty of things CNS wise that we still don't understand. Yeah. Like we literally have electricity running through our body that's cueing all the things that are mm-hmm. happening in your brain and all the things like that muscle and like why your foot's moving and all like mm-hmm. like all of that is happening literally through like 
basically wires that are running through your body, right? That have a, like that sending electricity that is firing and it's all coordinated, you know, by this, this tissue that you have in your brain. It's like, God's crazy. Okay. Like with all these things that he's, yeah, he's like, kind of thugging. It's, yeah. Yeah. so, so though thing like we, again, we, we still can't create, you know, a fraction of not even a, I, I can't even explain how much little we can create that God created. Right. But my, the other point of that is just like looking at and going, okay, look, if you look at it from the nature st standpoint, it's like, then you look at it from a higher perspective. And when you look at it from a higher perspective and you don't get stuck in one of those lenses where you're only seeing it and you have tunnel vision inside of like looking at it from like a skill acquisition side or, you know, like, okay, what are ways that we can teach him to do this? Okay. Well, you know what you're missing? He structurally can't do that. Mm -hmm. Physically can't do that. Okay, great. Oh, well, we're going to do this movement and we're going to do this. And we have this whole day planet. Well, you know what you're missing? Well, they just broke up with their boyfriend today. Their dad just died. They're just like, you're missing. Mm -hmm. You're missing. You're not being a great coach because of that. Right. You know what you're also just missing? He hasn't had a day off in two months. Mm -hmm. You know, like, you know what you're also missing, right? Like you got to take all those things. Like if you look at that, right. What is a manager's job on a team to be the global perspective guy, mm -hmm. right? You got your hitting coach. You got your assistant hitting coaches. You got your pitching coaches. You got your strength coaches. You got all these other things. You got all your players, right? You got to pick who goes in the game at what time and why and look at all these other things and make decisions based on the whole thing, right? And that's what I'm thinking is like the same thing as when you look at that is like I'm trying to see things from a higher perspective, right? And I'm always looking, trying to remove myself and go from a higher perspective. The lenses are great and there's a moment where you can even sit down and go, okay, well, mm -hmm. you know, like, and you can call on the specialist or you can call on that lens, the biomechanist, but like, hey, like, what do you see? Hey, man, what do you see? Hey, man, what do you see? But also at the same time, you got to take a, they're all right and they're all wrong, mm. right? All the lenses are right and all the lenses are wrong. And you got to take that information and put the best pieces and understand what you have to do and when, mm -hmm. right? And that's where the experience comes from. And that's the difference also too, where I would say knowledge and wisdom, right? It's like, you know, all of these things. And it's not that you're wrong about your analysis. You're wrong about doing it right now. Mm-hmm. You're wrong that again, like on the, on the, like if you try to do this right now, or again, like where they're at psychologically or also too physiologically, right? Like how tired they are or, 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 you know, skill acquisition wise is like, again, you don't understand the structure of it. It's like, you're right that they need to do this movement. And this is a way that you could get somebody to do this and have some results. But this guy's not gonna be able to do that because structurally or physically, they don't have the ability to do that for one reason or another, mm -hmm. right? They maybe had an injury. They have, you know, a connective tissue issue. They literally have the physical structure of their body, their bones, like literally are, you know, how their a femur sits inside of the, the head of the socket is going to be different. Like all of these things, are, you know, the angulation of those, right? Like your ISA angles, like, you know, what they've been doing their whole life, you know, also to like CNS system wise, right? Are they a guy that's like uh, really tense and like they have, that's how they play and like that's how they create stability, right? There's all these things where they've, they've developed a lot of those patterns their whole life. It's like changing a lot of those things is going to be tough, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like having that understanding of, you know, um, there's a time and a place where I, instead of trying to change all that, I just open their back foot a little bit, mm -hmm. close their back foot a little bit, right? Um, uh, there's there's times where we tell guys to get more separation and times where we tell people to get less separation. Mm -hmm. There's times where we do a lot of stuff that are very rhythmatic and athletic, and there's a lot of things that are very stagnant, right? There's times where we're doing a bunch of staggered stance stuff, and there's the times where we're doing a bunch of, you know, um, uh, two legs on the ground, uh, really wide, you know, mm -hmm. strong base, nothing but stability down below. Don't even rotate your lower half, and we're cueing that, and then mm -hmm. we're telling other guys, like, hey, act feel like you're hitting this ball with your back hip. Like, mm -hmm. it's just like, there, there's all that in between. There's, there's, there's 
there's uh, guys we're doing two-hand finishes with. There's players that have one-hand finish. There's guys that have hands above their head. Then when they start, there's guys that start with their hands at their hip. There's guys that are, you know, like, again, we do all the different things. Now, is there going to be modalities that work between all of them? Mm-hmm. That, like, you know, for example, like, like, there's some staples, right, that we can do with a lot of athletes that can be really beneficial, right? And so, like, I think the same side of that, like, Training players reciprocally, I don't care what movement type they are and like building crossbody strength and all those other things. It's like, I think it's going to be beneficial for anybody across the board. Mm-hmm. Again, if we're doing, you know, single leg, you know, toss a med ball, it's like if we're doing it in the weight room, nobody would say shit. But mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, you know, we're in the cage and all of a sudden everybody's like, yeah, but this two guy's scientists. movement type and, yeah. and he can't do that and and you're teaching him to be, you know, cross, he doesn't need any crossbody strength and blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, bro. Like, it's mm-hmm. just like, you go, you go down, you go down all those other routes. It's just like, it, not understanding like with it is like, you're looking at it through a lens mm-hmm. that you're only seeing what you want the swing in your head to look like yeah. and not understanding all the anatomy, connective tissue, all the other things that might be happening that are going to lead them to that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just like with that, and I know you've said this before, you're looking at it from a visual standpoint. This is what it looks like. And then you get, you get all angry or butthurt about it because it doesn't look the way that you think that it should look based on this picture in your head. Yeah. But you're not understanding the other sciences that are at play here. Like, right. okay, what are the forces being created? Right. right? We're blending we're blending uh, like a skill acquisition while we're also trying to, you know, get stronger cross body and uh, make the tissue adapt. Right. Yeah. And it, it was funny because I sent this to you as a, as a, I went and watched the the Padres and Cardinals play and I was like watching all of them warm up. I'm like, bro, all of them are like anteriorly tilted. All of them mm-hmm. is crazy. But also on the flip side, I'd be naive to think that none of them are working on trying to get their hips back underneath them a little bit or mm-hmm. maybe a cue there maybe a, a cue for them is to try to tuck their hips underneath yeah. them but they're just so interiorly tilted that cues what they need to feel but then to understanding like just because that's the way it looks doesn't mean that's what they're trying to do a lot of right. times they're actually trying to do the opposite. probably opposite yeah the complete opposite of what yeah. they're actually doing which is a, a good cue for them to kind of meet in the middle if that's what yeah. you want to call L- it literally a perfect example that i wanted to add some depth to that is like like for example um let's say you take um uh, i'm supposed to know his name right now uh what's the name that was on the dodgers went to the cubs and the lefty bellinger bellinger right so you, you take you take belly right if you take belly like he's pretty his hips are really tilted like that mm-hmm. right but the other thing is though is that when he stands in the box especially over the years like he'll lean his hips mm-hmm. forward into like extreme extension right and he'll kind of lean backwards, like Cano used to do that too. Mm-hmm. And then as they go to swing, they pop, they, like they right. fall back into a hinge as they go into their landing, mm-hmm. and that really helps them as well, right? And like, so you could look at those things and go, "Man, he's really trying to do this," or he's really. It could be the opposite of what he's really trying to do. Or again, you would have no idea. There's a lot of like we do this with hitters all the time. Is like I'll have them doing a drill, or they have a feel, or they like literally tuck their hips underneath them, and they have to. They feel like they're fighting really hard to stay in those positions, or X, Y, and Z. But then you look at video, and you're like, they're like, yeah, I would have no idea. Mm-hmm. Like if you're watching that film, you would have no clue, mm-hmm. like what they're actually trying to do and what they're actually trying to focus on. That's why when people like fall in love with video, it's like that's why that's why video isn't the end all be all. Mm-hmm. Because yes, it's good because you're trying to create similar shapes or things, you know, that they're doing too. But again, structures are different. Connective tissue is different. How much force mm-hmm. they're actually creating and putting into the ground, putting into the bat, all those other things. Like, like the kinematics matter. It's not just aesthetics, mm-hmm. right? Aesthetics also too 
are is data, right? It's understanding like the shapes that are being created. Like, yes, you can learn a lot from that too, but like how it's being created and what's going on like underneath the body. Cause if you just watch it and then you try to create it, that's why a lot of times two people look and they go, see, look like they're the same. And it's like, no, they're not like, mm. like, I, I'm sorry. I'll say this for the 50th time. I'm sorry, bro. You, you and freaking Barry Bonds are not the same mover, bro. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. You don't create the same force. You don't have the same connective tissue. You don't have the same sequencing. You don't have the same CNS pattern. Yeah. You don't have the same height, weight, structure, any of those other things. Great. You did one thing that's similarly somewhat like you matched an angle at a certain point in the swing. Guess what? We can all do that. Mm -hmm. Right. It's holistically looking at the whole thing. And also too, you could have the exact same mechanics, mm -hmm. right? Movements as Bonds. Great. Could that benefit you? Yes. Also, too, bro, you're 120 pounds, you know, 5'2". Like, yeah. great, right? It doesn't matter, mm -hmm. right? Like, you're not going to be able to produce as much force as him, and those are pop-ups to you. Mm -hmm. Where you need to have a coach say, hey, dude, hit line drives, yeah. stay, out of the, stay out of the air, quote-unquote, air quotes here, mm -hmm. right? And hit a one-hopper through the infield and stay mm -hmm. in that lower launch angle range, right? And you're going to have a lot more success, mm -hmm. right? And that's where it comes into as well as the other side of that, which is like game strategy. It's a whole nother bucket, right? It's the baseball IQ side, but it's like game strategy of being like, for how I'm moving, from how my body's put together, from where I'm currently at right now, what is the best strategy to get me the best results right now to put me on a path towards my goal? Mm -hmm. Maybe I do, great. If I did this other thing, I would hit 500, but I'm just slapping singles and I'm fast. Mm. And my goal is not you know, to play at this you know, LSU or something like that. It's like, yeah. We're probably gonna have to change that even though your average is probably gonna come down a little bit but your power numbers we can we can mm -hmm. jump up dramatically because you're not just slapping ground balls and hoping the defense mm -hmm. you know bobbles the ball and you beat it out to first base because you run a you know mm -hmm. freaking six three right yeah. like great you know is it it's it, it's it's all of those things of understanding like that as well of like okay what is my approach to training and then like the fact that there is so much to talk about and there's so many different avenues that you can go like um i uh i kind of think of it like the um it's like, you got to go through like fire. Like you got to go, like mm -hmm. you got to go through these things. It's like what makes it so difficult and right in that there isn't a book. Like I, you know, I told, uh, some of this other day, right. It's like, it's like, they don't, someone doesn't come with a, with a manual. Right. And they're like, if you just do this, 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 and this, mm -hmm. you're going to be an amazing player. Right. Like the journey and your journey and your individual journey, like that is the reward. That is the fun part. That's what makes it so fun when you are four for four today with three jacks or whatever, mm -hmm. right? Or I never did that, by the way. But mm -hmm. like, you know, like you, 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 when you have those type of experiences, that's what makes them so rewarding because it is so damn difficult mm -hmm. to be good. Yeah. Right. And it's even insanely difficult to be great. Yeah. Right. It's just, it, it's just, uh, again, a lot of it, especially too, when there's thing, any things, things that are stacked against you, so many things and so many of those buckets have to go your way mm -hmm. and so many life events and all these things like have to go your way, right? That it's just, yeah. 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 And to greatness is greatness for a reason. Yeah. And to like you were saying, okay. So one of the biggest things I mean, I see all the little guys do it is they love to look at big leaguers and they love to try to mimic Mookie swing, trout swing. Yeah. My favorite one was. Uh, we had a righty that loves Otani. It was like, I'm yeah. trying to mimic Otani's swing. I'm like, <laughs> first of all, like, you're hitting on a different side of the plate. The angles are completely different. Two, also, like, you just don't create type of force he does. Like, that dude's a, a superhuman. Like, he's yeah, a he's, beast. he's also not a little guy. Yeah, he's very, like, very it, large. Like, he's, he's tall and he's strong as heck, right? He's like, I don't know if y'all seen his biceps, but my man cooking, right? It's like, and you know, you look at it, it's like, you got to be careful, too, with some of that. It's like, 
you know, you give them these 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 visuals of these these big leaguers like, oh, just do it like that. Just do it like that. Like one, they're not trying to do that in some instances or even a lot of them. Also, too, on top of all that, like you're just not creating that type of force. Like You could try to hit like Mike Trout. That's great. Yeah. But there's just stuff that you don't do that mm-hmm. he does that if you tried to mimic his swing, you don't create that force. So good luck. You know, like you can try to swing like that and you're just going to keep hitting grounders to the, the to the pitcher or to the shortstop. Like mm-hmm. you just don't create that force. You can't yeah. get to the same positions he gets to, et cetera. Yeah. That doesn't mean don't train your body to be more like that in a sense yeah. sometimes, right? For sure. Or try to mimic a, a part of yeah, his swing. Like, just, oh, maybe his just, hand set It's not going to be identical. Yeah. And then right. if you're trying to be identical, again, along with it, it's like, great. Mm-hmm. Again, it doesn't mean you're going to have the results that he has, right? Mm-hmm. Like, again, and even those guys, like a lot of times, again, guys are trying to mimic movements that they're trying not to do. Mm-hmm. Right. 100%. Or when they're bad. Right. Or where or again, along with that, you have no idea what he's thinking. Mm-hmm. You don't know ideas of uh, stacks of thoughts. Right. This thought led to this that led to this that led to mm-hmm. this. And then now I can feel all five of those. That all makes sense. Yeah. Because yeah. all of a sudden now it's uh, in skill acquisition. They call it um, chunking. Mm. Right. In skill acquisition, they call it chunking. And so you chunk information together and it becomes, that's why like experts have a hard time explaining how they got to where they got because their brain auto processes Mm -hmm. all of those things because they chunk those, all that information together. And then instead of your brain having to go thought to thought, to thought, to thought, it goes from like A to Z, like Mm -hmm. really fast. But then when you're trying to explain yourself, then you have to go A, B, C, Mm -hmm. D and like walk all the way through. Um, But that's why we, we, we know that. Right. So it's like, so that's the other thing as well, right? It's like they can also process information quicker or, you know, for example, I could also give you something to do, right? A drill or whatever. And when you do it, your power numbers are lower. Your bat speeds are lower. Your, you know, all the things like their ground forces are lower, right? So you look at that drill and and today you would say, oh, well, that's worse for you. Mm -hmm. You just got worse. Well, okay, we'll come back and check in four months. Mm Mm-hmm. I know that I was slower when I moved that way, but then I coordinated it. Mm-hmm. Then my brain figured it out. Like when I, when I teach you a new way of doing math and a different strategy of getting to this answer, in the beginning, it's going to be slower, right? But at, second point, at some point, it's going to be second nature. You're just going to boom. And then that's your new way of doing it. And now you're fast, mm-hmm. right? Like, so that's another thing as well. It's like, will I move faster when I do this? Great. But the problem is, again, when I'm, you're only seeing it from one lens. How fast can I move today? Mm-hmm. How much power could I produce today, right? Like you were talking about in the beginning, like we have a game today. Mm-hmm. And then also too, sometimes I need to move slower and you'll have better results yeah. today, mm-hmm. right? Like if you were more stable, if you bat, bat, your bat path was way better because you weren't spinning out of your ass trying to create as much bat speed as you could, again, you actually might be able to get a couple hits today, dude, mm-hmm. rather than top spinning four balls to the shortstop and going, oh yeah, but my exit velocity PR today, man. It's like, bro, you're 0 for like, 4. Yeah. Great. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Right. And again, also too, you might be a guy like that, right? It's like, yo, again, go back and check the guy in four months. At the end of the day, if that, you know, if you training that way, it brought you to these other results and that worked for you and that's what mm-hmm. you bought into. And it, then great. Like, good for you, bro. You know what I'm saying? But again, it doesn't mean that it's going to work for everybody. And also mm-hmm. too, there could be actually four other things that are actually the reason that you got better. But again, that's why science, mm-hmm. we try to eliminate variables, mm-hmm. right? It could have also been that you just gained 40 pounds in the last, you know, <laughs> two months and, you know, right. you know, whatever. And, and you went through a growth spurt and you did all these other things. And it's like, you know, you get, and, and you, you got more athletic and whatever you're on steroids, mm-hmm. who knows, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just, you know, there's so many things that could go into like what? Yeah, no. And, and I think too, like that pretty much sums up, like you just, 
we have experiences in here and, and it's just, you know, all, all of these kids now that come in here, like they're just so inquisitive, like they have social media, they see all yeah. this information. And so it's always good to have these conversations. And then, you know, there's always conversations that come up, you know, that I have out there, like, you know, we have and stuff that, you know, I just think is good for everybody to hear us talk about. Um, and that's just one of them that you hear a lot of is like all these kids are being, you know, so categorized and grouped anymore, um, which I understand too. It's like easier organizationally for a team to be like, oh, you know, you're a power guy, you're a speed guy, mm. you know, you're a power guy in the weight room, you're yeah. a, you know, a strength guy, you know, we're going to, this is what your program's going to be, this is your hitting group, this yeah. is your, we're going to classify you. And then they come in and like, they, all of our, I mean, they ask questions, they're inquisitive, right? And yeah. so then they come in, they ask like, hey, my coach told me, you know, I need to do this more because blah, 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 blah. It's like, well, yeah, like, we know you did this, like, we've been talking about like you like to do this and you did this when you came in. That's why you're asking for help because yeah. you did do this more and you were struggling. But as we've got away from this, not completely, but less and less, and you're not yeah. pushing as hard, you're not spinning as hard, whatever yeah. it is, right? Your, your performance has gone up, Yeah. right? It's like you came in because you were spinning harder yeah. six months ago, Yeah. you know? And well, so and we just have these conversations. Literally, like you said too, like that happens so much where like people will go like, okay, so the the let's say it's a new coach, you just got on a new team, right? And you show up and the kid's pushing, right? Like they see the lower half pushing and then they see him doing like, uh, you know, kickback drill or he's on the farm board or whatever. And, mm -hmm. and then they immediately go, oh, well, that's why he's pushing. Mm. Meanwhile, they don't have the data from you where you're going like, actually, this is what he looked like four months ago. Right. Right. Like he's way better now. And we actually started doing those drills because mm -hmm. they help him not push. Mm -hmm. They help him not do those things. Mm -hmm. And then the, the other thing I wanted to bring up too as well is like, for example, like when we go too far with, again, some of the motor, motor preference stuff or we go those other ways or some people just don't understand it enough where they're like, oh, well, like, oh, he has a problem staying in the ground. Oh, well, he must be an aerial mover because they have problems staying in the ground. Mm hmm. 98% of my athletes have problems staying in the ground. Like all of them, yeah. Yeah, like, they're very rarely that guy, like, really holds the ground very well and stays in there as he rotates, mm -hmm. right? Um, and again, usually it's the younger athletes that right. can actually stay in the ground a lot better. And again, a lot of that has to do with mobility mm -hmm. and also, to better technique because they just haven't been coached poorly yet. And then they also haven't coached themselves poorly yet. Mm -hmm. They haven't been like, oh, I want to hit a home run. Let me swing as hard as I can and lay kick to my ear and spin with my back. Like, mm -hmm. Great, right? And yank my shoulders off the ball and all those other things. Um, all of our hitters, like even in golf, like one of the hardest things is them staying in the ground because another thing is like it's hard to create ground force when you're not in the not ground. The ground yeah. Right? So the, the earlier you come out the ground, all those things. Now, again, along with that, there also is a big difference where people miss this as well. Just because the foot is in the ground for a short period of time doesn't mean it didn't create a lot of force mm -hmm. while it was in the ground. Right. You don't need to stay in the ground the whole time Forever, yeah. to create a lot of, like, you can get, they can get a lot of power in one, like, it's called impulse, right? Like, how much force can I create in, in, into the ground, right, or transfer force in a very short period of time, right? So it's like, you also have that as well where you have guys that it's like, you know, again, they might have a bent front leg or they might have a straight front leg. Like, for example, everybody, you know, we, I talk about this all the time with, like, you know, Rizzo, right? It's mm -hmm. like Rizzo hits with a bent front leg and stays in flexion the whole time, right? So they thought that he didn't create a lot of force with his, uh, his, his front leg. He creates a massive amount of force with his front leg. Mm -hmm. And again, that's actually, again, that helps him um, stay in the ground when, when he rotates, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, you have, you have those things as well. And then... Um, but I, I think about that as well. It's like when you look at that and go, it's like, oh, well, if you just start classifying those and again, you do, you don't actually perform assessments on people and you just start going like, and, and what I mean by assessments, it's like, you don't need to do these, you know, like, let me check all these joints and like yeah. all these things. And again, look, teach their own, do your own thing, have your own system. Cause this is the other, the other thing I, I think about is like, let's say you go to like the football, um, 
let's say you go to the football standpoint, um, every, you know, offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, like they have a system, mm-hmm. right? They, ha- they have a system that they're into. And then that's why when like a player leaves, they're like, oh, well, that system that they were in at, you know, on the Patriots, right, was mm-hmm. more fit for that type of player, right? Well, this is the other thing too. It's like certain systems are better than other systems, mm-hmm. right? And yeah, along with it, like maybe you don't fit that system very well, but also too, that system wins, right? Right. So yeah, you better be a guy that can, you know, again, like I, I again, don't know football deep enough and tap on Jarrell, like phone a friend, but like my, my, my thing of like, maybe again, like because your inability to like check off safeties or whatever the hell like your issue is, right. That like you can't quarterback from the pocket, right. You're a guy that likes to scramble and, move. and this system is not built for that. Well, you're not going to do great over here, but you might mm-hmm. do great in this other offense, you know, mm-hmm. on, on the other side for another team. But also, too, there's certain systems like overall, right, with, the, you know, when you put these types of players together and you put the X, Y, and Z, that you're going to be really successful. Um, and then just understanding like where the game is, like, guess what? Like, you know, again, like we are in a situation where the defense plays a certain way or like before there were shifts and now there is, you know, there's still basically shifts now. I don't, everybody says no shifts. The guy's standing yeah. one foot to the right. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. So like you have all, you, you, you do all these things or like the pitcher, the guy's throwing 98 with a slider or this guy, you know, for example, is this lefty in this matchup and X, Y, and Z, like that philosophy is going to work really well against these type of opponents. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's going to look, work really bad against these other type of opponents. Mm-hmm. Right. So then, understanding like those systems as a whole and then everybody has their own approach as a coach and everybody wants to sit here and argue oh well this is better than this and this but again like i i think the other big thing is like uh, i try to remind myself all the time is like not taking that that stuff personal uh too of like from the lens of when i say not personalizing it is like that in sports we love to argue about sports mm-hmm. and philosophy and what we think and all mm-hmm. these things. Because guess what? Yeah. There isn't any real answer. Mm-hmm. Other than results, what's working right now based on, you know, again, like true uh, truism will be shown in its results, right? It's like having that same thing is like understanding like that as well as just being like, look, like everybody has an approach. Everybody has a system. Everybody has a coaching philosophy. Mm-hmm. We're always upgrading that. We're always upgrading the software. We're always upgrading those other things. The longer you get stuck in one system, one software, and then also too, how many people think that they know p- the Patriot system? Yeah. You're not going in there and no. running it like Belichick. You're like, no. you're, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, like how many people think they know the chief system, right? And it's just yeah. like, okay, you're not going to go in there and like, you know, be freaking Mahomes, right? Just, it's just like, you, you got to understand, yeah. you got you to understand like, you know, uh, that again, along with it, like also too, a lot of systems work because of who's running it. Yeah. Right. And like, that's where I think is also a big piece too, as well as like people want to take, let's say someone tries to take like what we do or all these other things mm-hmm. and they try to go and do it. It's like. Yeah, yeah, but also a large way of like why the how we train players, the reason it works is because we're running the system. Mm-hmm. Like that's why it works. Yeah, it wouldn't work for a billion other people because you don't have our lenses, you don't have our experience, you don't see the body, the, the, all the things that we do, and the intricacies and the details mm-hmm. and all the stuff. Right. Just like someone thinks like, yeah, but I've been a I've been a Patriots fan my, you know, mm-hmm. my whole life and I studied blah blah blah. It's like, yeah, 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 bro. Again, there's a reason the team isn't paying you yeah. to be, you know, to coach the team. Mm-hmm. Right? Like at the end of the day, you know pieces of it. You think you know this, this, or that, or whatever. But like on the end of the day, like the reason it works and the reason you, the people get the results that they do is because of all that information and then, you know, yeah. Well, all, I mean different I know, I know a little off topic yeah. a little bit from that sense, but but just going in that is like that was the case. That was the case. Think about the coaches. If you even follow football, like the guy down in Miami, the Dolphins guy, yeah. like he went down there and he started bringing in guys that were fast. 
he didn't go get just a bunch of big guys, slow guys, like pocket passer that, you know, or uh, an option. Court. Like he got guys that he knew his system mm-hmm. and what he was about to do yeah. and what he thought that he could run at a high yeah. level his and then brought in the guys, right? Or you use Dion. Dion kicked out 80 kids essentially, right? Yeah. And brought, brought in a bunch of guys because yeah. he knew what he was trying to build, yeah. that that culture, this half in, half out, isn't for, like it wasn't what he was trying to run. Yeah. Right. And then two. Uh, and then that's where then he gets to then flourish in his position. It's like, yeah. I don't know if you saw recently, it's it kind of empowering. Uh, just bringing it up is like what, their best player got hurt a couple weeks back. Yeah. Gets, you know, he calls basically, like, yo, coach, mm-hmm. I'm playing this week against USD. Yeah. And he was like, I told him, you got to get healthy. Like, we're trying to, you know, we're trying to have you healthy for later on in life to, you know, play where your goals are at and not yeah. play against, you know, some team this week just because you want to play. For sure. Right. And it's like now he's flourishing as a coach. The players are, you know, flourishing. It's like and then, you know, give perspective like again. Oh, they lost against Oregon. Like they might be the best that those players can possibly be. And you don't know. But just because they lost to Oregon, like they might not have won any game if anyone else was their coach. Sure. Who knows? But yeah, but like well, with that too, it's yeah. like understanding your system, understanding those players, and then also too, like like what I think he does a really good job of too is bringing other people in that can also help where he falls short in some instances. Like yeah, he's really good at what he does, and like but he's not over there training the quarterbacks himself. Like yeah. He's not over there training the O linemen. Like he brings in guys to help with that, yeah. and he seeks help and he seeks guidance and he seeks information in those fields yeah. so he can better than you know yeah uh, push in one direction if that's what you want to call it but for sure um but yeah no definitely and then, and then too just like nobody else is a part of that system no one's going to run that team like Dion can no one's going to run that team like belichick can you know and if you think you could just watch the raiders sorry Jarrell. that's why uh, they suck because uh, he, he thought he day. could sorry so he thought he could and he can't and that's why they're not the patriots you mm-hmm. know and so um but yeah ultimately and then too like that doesn't mean don't well, keep trying then, to get better, but and you also have to get the same thing too. Like the systems you we put it together. Like for, for example, a big part of that system, a big part of those systems is also like you said, um, in Dion's situation, like he's the GM and he's the coach, mm-hmm. right? Where that's different. Where it's like obviously coaches, you know, yeah. they, they, like when the GM knows what the that they have. But like for example, if you put somebody in a system um, where they can't, like if if the athletics try to run their organization like the Yankees, they're gonna fail. Mm-hmm. Even though the Yankees are a better organization and go, oh, man, we should try to be like the Yankees. We don't have the payroll of the Yankees. Yeah. We don't have the money. The flow location, that. We don't have the, the capital history. of the Yankees. We yeah. don't have the history. We don't have the fan attendance. We don't yeah. have all these other things. So we have to do things differently mm-hmm. for a system that would work for this. You know, and also, too, if you want to pull fans and sell out your stadiums, guess what? Like, let's go like I'm like our, our boys out there at Savannah Bananas, right? Like, mm. if you want to get people to come watch the games and doing whatever, they can't just go, well, we're going to have the best baseball players on the field, and we're going to have, we're going to have, you know, Alex Rodriguez is going to play for. Well, I say that now. They watch. They'll have Alex Rodriguez. Right, yeah. But I mean, like you know, again, along with it, right? Is like having these big, uh, big pros and those things. Like they're not the MLB. Mm-hmm. That's a different product. Mm-hmm. They created a different product that filled seats, that did all these other things, and their system, right? And their approach to business, and their approach to gameplay, and their approach to playing music the whole game, and getting the fans involved, and doing all those other things. They made something. Um, 
that worked within the constraints that they had and the same exact thing too as well for like again an organization or team or whatever we can do things that other people can't do because of how we structured the business mm -hmm. we can do things that other people can't do because i'm not in the ncaa and i don't have a clock on me of how much time i can spend with an athlete i can do things that other people can't do because of all of those differences and constraints mm -hmm. across the board too and it's like again along with it if you put the wrong gm with the wrong coach it's not going to go really well yeah. because he doesn't have the pieces to run his system, mm -hmm. right? And then the opposite way, if the coach can't adapt to the players that they currently have and create a new system or a new approach of how this team is going to play, or and then most coaches know, right? Like they get into the season, it's like, okay, great. We're not going to hit a bunch of home runs. We're not going to be, you know, a big extra bit base hit team. Too. So we're going to have to scratch and claw. We're going to, you know, we can really pitch it. You know, we can play good defense. You know, we're going to have to, you know, play some old school baseball and scrap here and like get some runs in. Great. Like a lot of teams are operating like that. So like that's a different type of system comparatively to like my year that like my last year that I played. It's like we led all of college baseball at every level in home runs. We played a little different. Mm. We swung and missed a little bit more. We, you know, we did those other things, but also too along with that. Then you also put on that as well. Like we also struck out a lot of people like that was, you know, again, that's how our team was set up so we could play that way. But mm -hmm. if you don't have a team that can do that, like those systems and that way of playing is not going to work. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, it's just understanding like all of that, um, you know, together and like how you can get people the best results and like doing what with who and what time. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. yeah. I answered everything I had. Cool. I prayed out. Prayed out. All right. Cool. Um, Dear Father, thank you so much for uh, just uh, being with here, uh, uh, with us here, God. And we just ask that uh, you continue to open our eyes just to different perspectives, God. And just, God, we're still trying to understand your creation. We're still trying to understand how you moved and and, and all the things and intricacies and the ways that you continue to move in our, our lives and our hearts um, and, and the world around us. And we just ask for your eyes and your vision, God, so that we can see the world like you do. We know that even when we get a glimpse of your perspective, God, it fills us and fills and it fills us and drives us forward and gives us hope and direction in our lives. And we just ask that you continue to do that. And we ask all these things in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Well, until next time, Farm System out.